Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. We're back after a week off, and then we're also off next week. But thank you for tuning in another week, another episode of Dynasty Theory. Dan, what's up, buddy? Back from vacation. You look refreshed. I feel refreshed. I really do. Fresh off trips from Niagara Falls and Ocean City, Maryland, where I was able to make some good trades, John. Like, I, I feel like I do the best trading on vacation. I become even more active and, uh, you know, the kids go to sleep at night. But, uh, yeah, I'm fresh and rejuvenated for Dynasty Theory. I get it. You have a few beverages. You, you're you're relaxing on the beach. Like you said, kids are it, it's nighttime. They're in bed. Your wife says, Dan, let's watch a movie. You say, no, 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 honey. I gotta make some trades. The the juices are flowing. The in, trade in, juices are flowing. In the day, this was the first time on a beach trip that the kids like made friends where we were able to play independently on the beach. Right. You know, people would even know, but they, they, they so we just got to watch them in front of us. And I'm like, you know, talking to our, our Discord and stirring up some trade talks. So day and night, JB, I got some trades in there. It was nice. Well, I, I keep saying it. I've said it the last few episodes. I keep talking about it with you guys in the Discord. This is the, it's like the dog days, days of summer, right? There isn't much going on. I know there's the whole thing with Deshaun Watson. Terry McLaurin got the extension today, but we're looking at it tonight. And, and we've talked about this in previous years, right? As the off season progresses, we always see it. We always see the shift in the types of assets that people are looking to acquire where the conversations come into play. We're turning into June, all right? Our calendars, we're, we're, we're moving forward here. And people start to look at their lineups and they start to look at the rosters and think, oh my, what am I going to do? My running back too is Kenneth Gainwell. What, what am I going to do here? And I just pulled that name out of, you know, out of nowhere. But what have you seen? And, you, you know, whether it's startups, existing leagues, you talked about, Okay, I'm on vacation. I'm getting trades done. Are you seeing a, a more uh, a market that's friendlier towards veterans at this point? Like I said, because we are starting to see those lineups and hey, only a couple months out now. Yeah, we're definitely noticing some trends here in June, and it's kind of cool. I mean, we've been at this for a few years now, right? What's this episode number? What, JB? 163, I believe? 163. So 163 episodes in, I'm starting to have little epiphanies in June as, as you know, our Dynasty Theory game continues to evolve. But similar to our podcast, the trade market went from, I'd say, hardcore rookies 24-7 to yep. they're still in the conversation, but vets have entered the conversation. You know, whether it's young veterans or just how they can help your team. Um, some teams in our dynasty leagues are starting to become more active. Not all of them, but the number of trade partners is is starting to increase a little bit. And hopefully that'll continue to pick up. But yeah, you know, I, I'm making some more trades now where I'm starting to, you know, find my niche, find some targets. Uh, it's not just all rookie talk. Uh, you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell and, you know, I moved him and Miles Sanders in, in the league there. And we're going to get into some guys tonight that we're targeting. Uh, but it's definitely starting to gradually pick up here as far as some roster construction in June. Yeah. And if you remember the last episode we did, it felt like a lifetime ago, but what was it? Two weeks ago, I said, I'm going to go through this whole episode, at least if I can, without mentioning a player name, right? Well, tonight it's going to be completely different. I have a ton of players. You have a ton of players on your list. There are a lot of 
situations that we're going to be talking about. And as you can tell from the episode title, buying points. And that's exactly what we're looking to do. You look at those rosters. There are ways that you can go about it where you don't have to break the bank to bolster those starting lineups, to bolster the depth where we can look to contend. You, you know, it doesn't all have to be absolute blockbusters, which I love. You always laugh whenever I drop that gif in there with the blockbuster videos, because that, that's what I love. Uh, you know, look in some of the comments. I, I always love, first of all, I, I love to be able to jump on here with you and Mitch, of course, and BS and talk about fantasy football. But I love the engagement in the chat. So if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, I highly encourage you to check it out on the YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, Kev, last chance to buy Zeke before everyone realizes they left him for dead this offseason. <laughs> I 100%. And that, those are the types of assets we're going to be talking about tonight. Yep. Right on. And, and this time in June, I'm starting to discover those guys. You know, I, I might be stealing your thunder of the, the next question, John, but but I loved it. You know, you're talking about how our, our approach is shifting with the type of players we're acquiring. And for a while, like, I'm like, what's going on here with uh, as I'm doing my rankings? We've been talking about rankings a lot, and, and there's a lot on, um, that you're sharing on our in our Patreon. What I'm finding out here is June is I've gotten my strongest grip on my ADP, my rankings, and some theories targets heading into the season. So I, I thought it was very ironic that you picked this topic tonight. As again, I was just kind of like every year I, I go through my rankings and there's certain guys we zone in on. And for a while, my rankings were just my rankings, John. Like I wasn't really picking up on anyone. I've got a bunch of targets I'm, I'm excited to jump into and talk about tonight. So I just think this is a kind of a, a key time of the year where we've got enough information from the camps. We've gone through the rankings. The, we've got a good feel of the rosters. We're starting to get some you know, our own theories of, you know, how these guys are going to play out this year. You have your projections. So it's really starting to materialize now as we have a, what, one more lull before camp. Yeah, we're getting there. And I planned my vacation at the perfect time. It, it sounds like, you know, we're going to get some, hopefully Deshaun Watson resolution here soon. And then I think we're going to see that lull, just like you mentioned, but I, I want to share uh, one of our patrons, uh, shout out to Mr. Cows, Mad Cows. Uh, he has he's provided ADP and uh, players that are the most traded, and this comes from uh, somebody else that has shared the information. Is it a Deco, a Deco? I'm sure I'm butchering that. But I wanted to go through, and I looked at it from January and through June. Okay, and the there's the top 60 players traded on these these sleeper leagues they're all sleeper and what i'd found you know because we always say oh early in the off season it's all rookie hype and then it's all veterans but i wanted to go through and actually look at this so here is a list of mm, 15 players that i'm going to rattle through 17 players that has they've started to see a decrease compared to January, February, and I want you to just say, you haven't seen this list. Nope. I want, so I'm putting you on the spot. I want you to call out a few and maybe your thoughts as to why we're seeing the decrease, okay? So at wide receiver, we'll start there because that's just the top of the list. Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, 
that's that those are the wide receivers. So out of the top 17 here that have kind of seen a decrease, it, it's those guys running back McCaffrey, Swift, Montgomery, James Connor, Javante Williams. This one was interesting. Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad yeah. Penny, Michael Carter, Nick Chubb. So those are guys that, and yes. So Kev, thank you for the clarification there. This is not a decrease in value. This is a decrease in the frequency that they were traded. Yes, and I just so the the level of activity, the market, one way or the other, um, and then quarterback Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, and there were no tight ends on this list, so we have not seen any see a tremendous decrease in trade activity from the top 60 month to month. So anybody that stands out to you there, I know I rattled through it quickly and you have not seen it again. So yeah, the, the, my, my photo, you know, graphic memory is definitely not clicking right now, but it, <laughs> as, as we, we look, we, we zeroed in a little bit on a decrease in frequency of them being traded. I, and a lot of those names you shared, are like, I would not want to trade them. I'm trying to either acquire them or they're guys maybe that are on my roster that I would not want to move. And I would say maybe the reason there's a decrease in them being moved right now is because we've got enough information where i think some of those names you had like i shared i shared names with john tonight in the notes and of guys i wanted to talk about that i'm targeting and i'm targeting them because i think i could acquire them a lot of those names you mentioned i would love to have them on my roster but they're going to be really hard for me to get like i'm not getting cooper cup i'm probably not getting cd lamb who's being projected all this volume as a number one receiver in dallas now with with amari uh, cooper out and, and again like, you know lamar jackson you know the ravens are getting a lot of build up of their team and I, you probably go up and down that list you know Devonte adams there's a lot of raiders hype you know so if you want to zero in on it, anyone in particular but a lot of those names you mentioned i think they're not moving because they're very hard to acquire the price tag is probably too high yeah, and look at the the list of running backs for the most part. McCaffrey, top five, six dynasty running back. DeAndre Swift, top five dynasty running back. Javante Williams, top five. Nick Chubb, 10, 11, 12. So high-end running backs were trading more frequently previously in the offseason because I, I think that happens for a few reasons, right? We have the... The hype in rookie picks, which you start to see these veteran running backs trade a little bit more frequently. You don't know where the rookies are going to land. Maybe they, uh, you know, ding some of these running backs from that perspective. And I, I think it is an increase in trade activity for teams that look at their roster, think I need to blow this up before the draft, right? So you kind of see that uptick. And then Cooper Cup, you got the contract. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper leaves. Tom Brady, it only makes sense because he retired and came back. So now, okay, I need a quarterback. Let's go after Tom Brady. Hopkins, the suspension. People are playing that market. Adams, the trade. Derek Carr, the trade. James Conner, the contract. So there are reasons that I think all these players traded more frequently. And we always see it where once news breaks, I always say if it breaks in the positive direction, probably the worst time to go out and make a trade like James Conner. He got that contract, probably the worst time to go out and try to acquire him or immediately fall in the NFL draft when they didn't really address the position. Uh, be heart in the chat right after the season, the rebuilders and the contenders start swapping picks for players before the NFL draft. That's exactly. So I think there's a, a good reason for those players. Now 
These are players that are trading more frequently based on percentages. If you look at the, the list, June trades, oh my God, it has been so slow. Like May is off the charts because of rookie drafts. April, it's starting to build a little bit, but June, it comes crashing down. So this isn't based on the overall number of trades, but based on a percentage. So these are the guys, and you're going to see, Dan, this list is very different, okay? Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen, Cole Komet, Russell Gage, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Deshaun Watson, Tony Pollard, Jared Goff, Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup, Mike Williams, and Mike Evans. If you notice, not one high-end running back is on that list. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a uniquely different list. And they're guys that have some value, but they're guys that have uncertainty too. So you want to trade them or you even want to acquire them because maybe they're, they're players that you do like that you know you could obtain. Uh, so a much more uncertain, unsecure list without those high-end running backs that you mentioned. And I want to I put a disclaimer here. This isn't based on, like, I went through these lists and I kind of went through January, February, March, blah, 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 blah. And I went just across the board seeing which names popped up month after month. So I removed them from this list because they were accounting for one of the top 60 players being traded month over month. But these are just the guys that stood out. So I'm sure if you want to put in the time, you can do it actually based on percent increase or decrease. But this was really quickly... Got home from work tonight, ran through this as I'm eating dinner, playing with my son, getting these names together. It's funny, no tight ends on that first list where we saw more trade activity to start the offseason. And now we have Cole Komet, who's been getting nothing but hype. George Kittle, Darren Waller. People are now looking at their tight end position. And even though Darren Waller has the extra target competition, George Kittle he has the uncertainty at quarterback, and you have Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Samuel, what's going to go on there. But people now are willing to pay up more for those higher-end aging tight ends. I sold a Travis Kelsey share today. Uh, it was an orphan I took over. I got it for like a buck whenever Safe <laughs> Leagues discounted him, and I moved him for Irv Smith in a 23 first. Uh, the team's trash. John yeah, officially has more teams than we have done episodes here at Dynasty Theory now. That was 164 for John's no, teams, no. I think. No? Uh, just checking. It was a dollar. I couldn't pass <laughs> up on it. It was a dollar. But, again, you, Mike Evans, that's explained by Chris Godwin uh, in the timeline. Mike Williams, just people looking now to buy points. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was interesting that it actually the trade activity has gone up. And I think that is because – there is concern with him starting the season. Is he going to be healthy? So now maybe you're people like I moved Adam Thielen for Michael Gallup two days ago. I, you couldn't have done that three months ago. Every guy you're naming has concern and an upside. Like I could see them both ways being attractive in a trade. I could see the upside of Gallup and I could see a strong case to move him. Same thing with Mike Evans. You know, you're getting to an age 30 wide receiver, but yet you could have a guys like a perennial thousand yard re receiver with Brady. Now Gronk leaves, you know, on top of the Godwin injury that you mentioned all these guys, same scenario ceiling, but yet I could see trading. But I just wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. And again, this isn't based on value, but I think it's when you start to see teams take shape and, and you're looking to get those points or you have a discrepancy in the buy versus sell. 
like some people completely out on Gallup because they don't know the situation to start the season. Same with Chris Godwin, which leads to Mike Evans and Russell Gage. So uh, I thought it was interesting to compare the two lists, not specifically the names, but the types of assets that show up. And it, it, it's quite a discrepancy. So hopefully folks found that interesting. Again, I think it's at A-D-E-I-K-O underscore F-F on Twitter, maybe. But he has a lot of great charts and, and resources there. I may have butchered the handle, but I think you guys get the gist. All right. That was a good warm-up. Yeah. Got our stretching in. Now, now let's talk about some specific names that we're looking at, okay? So heading into July, and some of these names are going to come up from what we just mentioned, but I'm looking at rosters. I want additional depth. I want guys that are going to help me make that push, get them into my starting lineup. They don't have to necessarily be absolute studs, and they don't have to be aging veterans that are on their last leg. I think we're going to see a wide range of types of assets here tonight. So, Dan, start us off. I knew you have quite a list. So maybe go through your quarterbacks to start. You got it. You know, this a JB gave us a fun exercise here tonight. And then I started just looking back and, you know, identified some players that I either targeted not too, re- you know, distant uh, time ago, or I'm currently targeting or even about to target here soon. Um, other than well, I have one running back on my list, which I have not attempted to yet. I think he was a little, little new, a little bigger name, but we'll, we'll get to that. But most of these guys, I feel, are obtainable based on their ADP or even perceived value sometimes. You know, some of those big names you mentioned in that first list, JB, you know, it's like people don't want to lose a Cooper Cup or a CD Lamb, but they might want to, they might be a little wishy-washy about some other players. So for me, at the quarterback position, I don't know if you, do you want me to go lowest to highest, highest to lowest here? I, I could play this a couple ways. Just rattle them off and then... I- I haven't, I actually have not looked at your list. I saw that you had a bunch of names. I, I create my own spri- uh, uh, show notes here separately. So when you go through these names, I'm probably going to have some uh, follow up questions for you. You got it. And there's a lot, you know, primarily dynasty, but I do cheat and go into a couple other formats. So guys are, you know, attractive. I don't want to hear it. Different ways it. for me, but uh, primarily dynasty here. Joe Burrow is my elite name there, which is the hardest to get, but I, I see him a little bit after like the big, big names. So he's my like pie in the sky. But then from there, I'm intrigued by, you know, Russ Wilson and that Denver offense. And, you know, did Russ lose it a little bit? He's not running as much. To me, this is a Hall of Fame quarterback with a lot of years left that might have, a, a, you know, as enticing as that Denver situation is, uh, could, could definitely be attainable and give you a potential elite quarterback or up there in the conversation, at least at not an elite price. We talked about Derek Carr, I think, every year on the year, you know, the same time, but just – Man, the the Raiders offense is really, really intriguing me. And he still kind of has a little bit of that Derek Carr stigma. So I'm interested. I I think even JB tried to pry him off a roster of mine this week. So maybe you're thinking alike there. I'm not sure. I've Um, been trying to pry him off of everybody's roster. (laughs) I on On the pivot point, I talk about it every single week. I feel like trying to move off of. Uh, fields for car plus uh, uh, even a Russ who I love for a car plus if the situation presents itself. But whenever I see that you have a player, I want more times than not, you know, more often than not, I don't even set a trade. I'm like, this isn't getting done. <laughs> you never know, JP, you never know. But um, and in the last, I guess that I had, I had Baker Mayfield on me and, and as much as I've been anti Baker and dynasty theory episodes, 
you know, you, you mentioned before a good point of like James Conner, like this news comes out of a contract and it's just not the time to trade for him. And normally when that news comes out and it's a guy maybe we like, we're like, I'm kicking myself once in a while that maybe I wasn't aggressive enough of beating that news. So I think we take a lot of pride in dynasty theory of not just telling our listeners, Hey, here's the best guy in our rankings that, you know, these captain obvious guys that, you know, you might want to take, we're trying to get ahead of that news. And even though it's in the news a little bit, it's still speculation right now. And I am telling you, Baker Mayfield, I'm, my prediction is he's going to be a Carolina Panther unless Carolina botches this negotiation and, and then he goes to Seattle, but he is going somewhere and he's going to be a starting quarterback. And he's probably going to be a starting quarterback there for a few years. You will not get him any lower probably than you can right now. So get Baker Mayfield. He was the last one on my list. And I didn't put on my list to John Trevor Lawrence, but uh, man, he was like the shiny toy just a year ago. And I, I think there's still a little bit of a buy window, depending on what you're maneuvering. I have gotten an extra share or two this off season. So I just kind of, even though he wasn't in my notes, I throw him in the conversation. All right. I, I have a few, few objections. All right. few objections. I'm not <laughs> waving the white flag. This is my generic, yeah. uh, dirty, uh, challenge flag. All right. Where to start? Baker Mayfield, I act, I'm okay with that. I am okay with that one. So we'll start start positive. I you got to be aggressive though if you do want to acquire him because everybody is in that same boat. I've tried to get him as a not necessarily a throw in, but a, certainly a secondary piece to a bigger trade. And I can't tell you how many people and I I am a hundred percent the same way right now. How many people have come to me and said I'm not looking to move Baker right now. And it doesn't make sense to because what what are you really getting for him right now? If you were to pay his market value, maybe a 23 second, I'll ride it out and wait to see what happens because, you know, you're losing minimally there. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily from a buying points perspective, but from a dynasty value standpoint, if I have Baker, I'm hanging on to him. I'm not moving him. Uh, until we get any type of news which could elevate his value. And, I mean, would you pay 223 seconds right now? I would, because most of the leagues we play are super flex. And in a lot of our leagues, especially if they're deeper, it is very hard to get a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a comment from Wes in the chat. In honor of pretty boy Mitch here, who who sets the tone for hair on our show, we went hat we went lids tonight, and when Mitch comes back, we'll we'll go back to the pretty boy hair. Although I did say John's hair was pretty last week, I did get a it haircut did. today, but you can't see it now. So, you know when it's been a long day for me, because typically the the hats on, but typically if I'm feeling if I'm feeling up to it, I even shower before the show sometimes for you guys. After work, I come home like eight o'clock. I, I put some gel in my hair. Like if, if my wife didn't know any better, she'd be like, what are you up to? I'm, I'm just doing a podcast. Just doing a podcast. See, for our uh, listeners, you see how serious John takes this show. Shower before the show, hair gel. It takes hours. a lot, but I try to look somewhat presentable. It takes a lot, though. Uh, okay, so Baker Mayfield, I'm okay with that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you kind of threw in there as a secondary afterthought. I don't want to get into that too much. Wait, wait, he, I, I, I got to time out. Yeah, I got to time out. You, the, the hair, the hair distracted you, man. You segued off of Baker too fast. You were fine about it, and you did mention, you know, would you do two seconds? I said right. yes, and then I, I was just making the point of superflex. 
how many leagues often where you just can't pry quarterbacks off of people? No one's going to give a starting quarterback, but they may give that guy that doesn't have a starting job yet. The only thing is, I do believe you have to pay a little bit extra. Like, I'm not trying to get Baker on the cheap. Like, I, I moved him in a league where he was a piece of a deal. I had a team that really wanted Darnell Mooney really bad. They needed running back help. I had Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, and I had running back depth. And, you know, I was able to get some receivers and get myself a starting quarterback in a league where I really needed it. Now, again, I'm going out on a limb. I'm taking a little bit of a gamble because he's officially homeless right, right now as, as we speak. But I'm banking on being a starting quarterback, and then we'll reap the benefits when he is a starting quarterback. I'm looking at some trades here that have actually gone through Baker for a 23-second. I'm okay with a speculative oh, ad there. Deal. I know. Uh, la, 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 la. Trying Can you to imagine find... a starting quarterback for a second round draft pick, JB? Starting quarterback. What about this? What if it was the is... dysfunctional Browns? This, this is interesting. Baker Mayfield for Brandon Cooks, 12 team super flex. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like in normal times, you would trade a Brandon Cooks for a middle tier starting quarterback. You know, he's not elite Baker, he's not up there in the top 10, but he could legitimately rank. 10 through 20 this year in the right situation. Um, you know, even if he's closer to 20, I'm okay with that in a super flex league. I think that's a little over ambitious, even 20. Yeah, I, I'm but, seeing DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey as your weapons. And yeah, but I know Carolina is still not there yet, but you give him some yeah. toys, you give him some weapons, the healthy uh, Carolina is not necessarily healthy, but, but eh. that's the thing with Baker. If you want to add him, you got to pay up, not, you don't have to be there in terms of as if he is 100% a locked and loaded starting quarterback, mm -hmm. but you got to be like 75%. You're not paying backup prices. It just isn't there. Brandon Cooks isn't a spring chicken there. You're looking at, you're moving a receiver that eventually you're not going to get much for once he's 30. What is he, late 20s, Brandon Cooks? 27, 28, 29? 28. 20, so we, we, we know in Dynasty, that's, that's getting near the death of wide receivers. So if He's you could get a starting quarterback that's going to outlast Brandon Cooks, that, that's solid to me. And Doug says, I moved Baker last month for an early second in 23 and a middle third. Doug, you asked me about this. and I, Doug and I had a great conversation via DM. And I said, yeah, Doug, if it were me, I'd hold. Like two minutes later. I made the trade. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just said hold. Uh, no, but you know, that, that value wise, it's fine. I just think if you do hold, you can get a little bit more. Anyway, I don't want to get too hung up on Baker Mayfield here. The one exception, the one issue I really took here, we're going out and we're hunting for points, right? Based on the cost to acquire and the points over replacement that they're going to give you, I can't go out and acquire Joe Burrow today with, with a good conscience. I I can't go like I, I, I would within that tier. I'd much prefer to go out and get Dak Lamar Kyler at cost. Uh, and again, this isn't anti Joe Burrow still is top seven dynasty quarterback for me. I'm not saying I, I hate Joe Burrow, but based on our projections and I say our Mitch and, and my projections, give me a, Jalen Hurts at cost over Joe Burrow at cost at cost. Give me a Kirk Cousins if I'm just chasing points at cost. I yep. I want to reiterate, 
And, and, and your point is well taken at cost. And with that, if I was an official here, I'd say, you know, John, you win the challenge. It's, you know, your ball. You don't lose a timeout. I respect that. It was one of those fun names I put on the list, like one of the running backs I put on the list. I know that's not going to be an easy acquire, but I like to put like one kind of pie in the sky name in there. And, you know, again, maybe I have a team with, uh, you know, even though he's my heart and soul, Dak, I'm not as high on the Dallas offense as I was. And Dallas gets a lot of hype and their their ADPs are normally uh, blown up a little bit because they're the Dallas Cowboys or Jalen Hurts. You know, as much as I think there's a, a, a very high ceiling for Hurts this year, he may not be the quarterback next year. I'm a little down on Kyler Murray. So these are the kind of guys that would try to include in a deal to maybe get a Joe Burrow, who I think is going to be an elite quarterback for a long time. Um or, you know, again, if I could give up some draft capital, it, again, that's a hard one. That's just one of those fun ones that on certain roster constructions, I try to get them. But you would definitely win the challenge there, JB. Yeah, just based on going out looking to acquire points, mm. I would go a different route, certainly, than paying up for Joe Burrow. Uh, a few names, and mine are, mine are a little less expensive here, but a few names that I would be looking at. And it's interesting that none of these quarterbacks are showing up right now on the most traded players list uh, compared to previous months so that we haven't really seen an uptick. And I think it's because most of these quarterbacks, they're on a team that needs them. They're on a team that is going to be able to use them in 2022. So Tom Brady, that's no surprise. Jameis Winston, an intriguing option with some additional weapons. What happens with Michael Thomas? Does he come back healthy? Now you have a law of age, Jarvis Landry, uh, Alvin Kamara, the suspension that is looming. We'll see how that goes. But again, at cost, I think Jameis Winston is an intriguing ad. And then a little bit cheaper. Kev stole it out of my mouth. Matt Ryan, even if he gets you 16, 17 points a game at cost, I think he's one of the better options here in 2022. And then this is really, I always say price dependent because I don't think you get a full season out of him, but he, he, he could get you points here for maybe half the season. Mitchell Trubisky. And it, I listen, let, let me, let me clarify. If, if I have Mitchell Trubisky on a roster and you offer me a 23 second, I'm at, I'm taking the second. I, I want out at that price. But on the flip side, depending on what player it is, or if I could do something like if I could acquire Mitchell Trubisky for like Nico Collins in a third, you know, you know, something in that range. So definitely lower end. But I think the the best route to go with any of these quarterbacks, if somebody that thought they were contending in 21, maybe has a Tom Brady, a Mitchell Trubisky a Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston and things went awry. Maybe now you can get them at a certain price that is going to be beneficial to your team while also helping your trade partner. That's a solid list. You know, Matty ice has been moving up a little bit for me there. I just really love his situation. think there's some more gas in the tank, more gas in the tank than some of these other quarterbacks. The Colts have had it. I think he'll be there two, three years. Um, Trubisky, I see the window. Like I'm talking about this desperation window and Superflex to get a Baker. Mitchell is even more acquirable. And believing in the Pittsburgh organization, you know, those early reports out of camp that we're hearing where he's looking really good and is getting all the first team and all that jazz. If he's doing well, he's going to keep that job. They're not going to rush, um, you know, rush the future there and, and put in pick it too early. 
Winston's let me look, look, let me let me get one more point in there again, yeah. just to drive this home. This is not a long term play by any means to get mm. Mitchell Trubisky in your dynasty roster. So please do not invest heavily. I just told you the price that I'm looking cheap. to cash I'm out. The cheap. I, you know, I, I heard John talk about this on Dynasty Theory last week. He loves Mitchell Trubisky. That's not what I'm saying. But at his price, it is an intriguing option if you're just looking for those points at the quarterback position. Maybe you have a Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback, too, and you don't really have a quarterback three. I don't think it's out of the range of possibility, possible outcomes, that Mitchell Trubisky outscores Trevor Lawrence four, five, six weeks into the season. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's got the weapons. He's got the offense. That that could be a good a good opportunity at a very low price. Jameis Winston's kind of the polarizing one for me. It's one I'm just like completely ignoring it, and, and I just can't find myself to take him anywhere, any format. But I see your point. That might be one I might regret not making some stab at later on because you might get him at a decent price. And when it does come time where he's available, he's going to be too expensive if nor if he's as good as New Orleans believes that offense could be. Um, with Olave and then Thomas coming back and and so forth. Who's the first guy on your list? Who'd you say? T- Tom Brady. It, uh, it is like the the, uh, obvious, the perennial. Okay. It, it's the obvious. Hey, I need a quarterback. Dan, you're not contending. There's something that makes sense here. Got I it. see. Uh, here's a few trades. 2023 20, second, a third for Tom Brady. 23 third and Desmond Ritter for Tom Brady. Those are two trades that actually took place that could be beneficial to both sides. If I need points, if I'm looking to contend, if I'm looking to make a move in 22, I'm looking to, to bolster my ROI. I want Brady in both of those spots. A third and Desmond Ritter. Oh, I wish I traded. I wish I had Ritter in any leagues to, to get a chance at that trade. That's nice. Unless you believe in Ritter. I mean, who knows? Maybe the kid materializes, but I'm not on that that Ritter train. So I think that's a, a gift in Tom Brady there. Uh, Kev says Brady went for a 23 first plus in one of my leagues. That better have been a 32 team Tom <laughs> Brady premium league. And if it wasn't, uh, oh my God, I'm sick to my stomach. Dan, uh, we could spend five hours on tonight's show. I, I genuinely thought, oh, 30 minutes max. All right, running backs. Rattle through them quickly. Uh, I'm going to throw some follow-up questions here before you even get into any of your justification. So just give me the names. I got to put a little comment with the JB. It makes it more <sighs> fun. Just, just short, short one. Najee Harris is my pie in the sky like Joe Burrow. Um, Cam Akers, I'm building on, and I'll get to that later. Travis Etienne, I've 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 gotten some shares before, and then the Darlings I love acquiring is Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. So that's my list there, man. With again one pie in the sky, and then guys I've actually either been able to acquire or am acquiring as we speak. See, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, they kind of fit more into my list and the price to acquire versus production. You realistically could get a running back two and a flex play out of that tandem this year. And then Damien Harris probably goes elsewhere in 2023. So you're getting the short-term production at a really reasonable price. Like those guys are not costing you an arm and a leg. The other guys, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne. It's like you're, you're coming off of injury guys. The, the Liz Frank injury for Travis Etienne Cam Akers coming off the Achilles injury, and then Najee Harris, who's trading as a top three dynasty running back. Those are lofty prices just to get some points here. 
Yeah, Harris is a new ad. I'm just getting getting kind of maybe maybe I'm just navigating to Pittsburgh a little bit recently. Again, that's a pie in the sky. You know, I'd be trading some bigger names in the deal there. Um, you know, if if I had an Eckler, McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, I don't know. I just try to be getting creative with draft picks and big guys. Whether I'm getting multiple players in a deal or, you know, again that that's going to be if I land them once, it's a score. Don't I'm not really counting on it. But the other ones there, you know, we talked about earlier in the show, not being able to get those top running backs. You know, those those frequency of guys not being traded that were top backs. You just can't get them. You know, the Taylors, the McCaffreys, the Ecklers. But Cam Akers has kind of fallen off that. Travis Etienne. Like there's, you know, JB, you know I love guys working out, man. You, you know I love those Instagram photos and so <laughs> forth. And a little bit what I've, what I've kind of found myself doing here in June is going back to a couple guys that maybe I was high on a year ago or even two years ago, and it was an injury or something that happened, and people are like, ah, that postseason, he didn't look so high. Or, you know, there's something holding them back or making them willing to trade acres. And the one report from the Rams beat writer is he did not take a vacation this offseason. He has been at the Rams complex 8 a.m. every single morning like I just think he's 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 with the defending Super Bowl champions, and I remember how much I loved watching him run before that injury, and I really got a feeling that that kid is going to be back because he's putting in the work. He's on a world champion team, and you could obtain him, and you could get yourself a really good RB one that you can't get at a price that's attainable, and that's what intrigues me about him. Similar, you know, you see little James Robinson's working out and is going to be coming back. Like I think ETN's going to be the guy for that team. Um, and again, he's another one where if again you need a running back, that's hard to get in some leagues. You know, there's that running back dip eventually. You could score yourself a guy like ETN and not have to lose the farm doing it. Uh, or, or if you like getting rid of draft capital, you know me sometimes, JB. If I'm in it to win it now, hey, take my draft pick. That's going to be a late first and give me a starting running back to compete for 17, 18 weeks this year. Um, that could be intriguing. And, you know, maybe there's got to be a throw-in or two here or there to make the deal work. Um, I, I kind of like those guys. I, I mean, I like them plenty, especially Travis Etienne. Uh, you know, a little bit higher on him than Akers. See, you're proving my point. You're not so high feeling it on Akers. Do you have any shares you could trade me? I might have to look at your rosters. I have a few shares creeping around, but... Um, um, man, not so long time ago, he was a top five projected back. I mean, everyone was on the Acres train. I know he had a serious injury, came back sooner than anticipated because he's a tough kid, and now he's another year removed from it on a world champion team, and he's attainable. How how attainable is he though? What are you moving, and what are your expectations for him in twenty twenty two? I I could probably rattle off fifteen guys at cost that. From a 22 perspective, I would much prefer over Cam Akers. So when I look at the rankings, to me, he has the potential. Like he's 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 clear cut top 20 for me. Um, top 16 clear cut. There's a couple guys before him that are on their last contract. So if we're really chalking true dynasty rankings, he should No, no, no. I I I want to know for 2022, what does he finish at? In your First overall uh, uh, fantasy, what, what were the rankings that you finished first in football? Fantasy Nation, top rankings. Fantasy There's going to be an article coming out here in the near future. Um, but I could see, now again, when I put those rankings in, they were right before the season. It was like a 
you know how it's like uh, one of those high stakes leagues that you don't want to draft till it's like almost go time because you don't want to get an injured player. Um, right. So, I, so I still I'm got a- some time. But JB, I, I could easily, easily see him being a top twelve running back this year. No, with, no way. I'll bet against that. I, I, there's, there's a, there's a path. You know, they want to get I'm, him more in the passing game. If they do get him back in that passing game, who oh, they got? Daryl Henderson. Who else they got? He just has listen, to stay healthy. But I think he's in the best shape of his life. Is there potential for him to be a top twelve back and to put up those points that are going to help lead you to a championship in twenty twenty two? Sure. I'm not saying it's impossible, but not that improbable you, either. It's Cam Akers. I'm I'm sitting here on June 28th, willing to bet against that. I I who who are you I, taking I, against them? In uh, and I don't mean like the big big names, but to say he's not t- top 12, like you're you're 10 through 12 or you're nine through 12, like who are you firm on? I'd say 10 through 12 to make an argument that he won't be top 12. Uh, well, let me, how much time do you have? All right, let Is me. Is that fair? Uh, like you probably say, have a couple guys in that tier that you would say, Dan, there's no way I'm taking him before these guys in the top 12. And I, again, I don't mean the obvious Dalvin cooks and Austin Ecklers, but the 10 through 12, the end of your first tier. Leonard Fournette, James Connor, David Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Dobbins. Right, Gibson. So, see, now, they're, now, they're, now your list is too long. That, that's too long of a list. He could easily exceed all of those guys. E- easily i it, like zeke's so, sharing with pollard he hasn't done it in years lenny goes into camp he hasn't done it and in- i know that's that's nothing he's gonna be fine this year but these guys are on their last contracts where acres is competing to get his next contract i mean what if deshaun watson doesn't play and they're stacking the box versus nick chubb you know i know he'll get more volume but this may not be an easy season for nick chubb Kamara may be suspended for six games Barkley's gonna, not a I'm, proven I'm gonna, thing. I'm, Dobbins I'm gonna, is more hurt than Acres. He's the, he's still got question marks on him. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go on record here. I don't need until the end of the offseason, like some people on the show. I'm gonna give you an answer right now. Not only is I take Cam Acres Ak- before those guys. Not only is Cam Acres not going. Listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't take him before them for dynasty purposes. That at cost, I want points for 22. This is. How, not only will he not be a top 12 running back on a per game basis in 2022, he won't be top 18. Write that down. Oh. R- write it in oh. your journal. Write it in your journal. I w- Dan, next Where's time you tell your next time you tell your kids a bedtime story, I want you to say JB had a proclamation and it was Cam Akers wouldn't be a top 18 back on a per game basis, okay? Jot it down. It. I'm a little mad. My dynasty theory notebook's too far away for me to reach and put on the camera here, or else I would write it in there. But <laughs> JB, we are talking dynasty theory, and he is a guy that one could he outscore any of those guys. Maybe he doesn't, but he very he, easily could. could. I'm not- and it's dynasty. He's definitely going to be better over a three-year span than most of those guys you named. All right, but so here's my list, and again, I went completely different. And this is just to get points, and there's a path for all these guys. Ezekiel Elliott at cost. I've been talking about him for a, a good amount of the off season here. And I've been going out and getting him in packages and getting him in deals. Uh, one trade that I made to plant my flag and really put my money where my mouth is. I moved Trevor Lawrence for Derek Carr and Ezekiel Elliott, two assets that people think are absolute rubbish for, in many regards. Give me Carr less risk and give me Zeke. Give me the points best shape of his life. And we have, we have a comment in the chat. Uh, 
Dan Tangibles, not intangibles. He's got the Dan Tangibles. Okay. But other names on my list, Kareem Hunt. I, even if he is in Cleveland still, and now there's talks about, well, is Kareem Hunt, uh, uh, Dearness Johnson, are they both going to be there in 2022? Who knows? Melvin Gordon, I have him on my list. Cordero Patterson and this uh, Rashad Penny. I, l- l- listen, what, listen. What have you been talking about? All right. If if we are in a, a 12 team league and we need points at running back, as opposed to going it. out and Penny breaking the bank, I'm still stuck pay- on the previous conversation. No, I know, I but in- instead of paying full price for Cam Akers face value. Let me go throw some dirt out and acquire some of these guys. Patterson, Gordon, Penny, Hunt. Give me those points. Guys that could see, and again, probably low-end running back two numbers from Penny, Gordon, Patterson as a realistic potential ceiling. And then this one's gross, so you can yell at me for this one. But for a couple weeks, as a throw into a larger deal, maybe toss a future third out or something, Marlon Mack. And that is a gross one. And you can yell at me for that. I see. I can't, I don't want to yell at you for that. I see you your point. I'm, I'm coming back to the, the spirit of our, our conversation in the show tonight of, of those trade values. And you know, there, there's a path for Rashad Penny and Marlon Mack. And again, when I know I can't get those bigger name guys, they are the players, you know, we want to be going after. So I, I like that, you know, there are those Target players, that's for me, again, my Ramondre Stevenson's my guy. I'm going after him. You know, everyone's talking about these scenarios in New England, and I think they forget how explosive this guy turned out to be last year. And the New England sidelines are like, wow, this guy's fast. You know, like he's got – he might even potentially take over Damian Harris. I, I'm not sure, but I love that New England situation. But, JB, I agree with you. That is a good list. I just – It's a great – It's a great We're going to be talking about the, the, the higher end of that list because I, I think, again, as we trade, we trade for those value guys to get points, and then we trade for some higher guys that maybe aren't – are a little more attainable than the, the top RBs. I just think in Dynasty Acres is a nice value to get. So, to be continued. I think we got to get to wide receivers, though. We have to because we could talk about Cam Akers all night. All right, That's hit me fine. with your list of wide receivers. List of wide receivers. DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Gabriel Davis – and Kadarius Tony. It makes me sick to think that for the overall premise of the show, I have to agree with you maybe on Kadarius Tony. Out of that list, I think like I love I love Michael Pittman. You we have audio archived footage of you being high on Michael Pittman pre-NFL draft. All right. So I I bow down to you, Dan. All right. You were high on him before. But Gabriel Davis, I cannot get on board with. DK Metcalf, I'm okay with it from a dynasty perspective. But we're chasing points tonight. And how many points is he really going to get you? You know, I always, you know, cheat a little bit when you give these show notes too. So you, all, I, I you gave, always cheat. You always cheat. You know, I have, I've got to bend the rules a little bit. I should say cheat. I bend the rules, JB. So I bend the rules a little bit, and I gave one pie in the sky guy on my list. But Metcalf, I gave with the premises of. Right now, you know, there's that scare of your boy Drew Locke being the quarterback, which still is a, a path well, to that happening. Don't but, put that evil on me, my boy. <laughs> Metcalf is, you know, he was an elite guy last year that was like in the top five, and he's just kind of plummeted from that. And I'm going with that Baker theory. And I, I noticed the note earlier where I think it was Ben or one of our guys in the chat here said he still believes. Yeah, it was Ben uh, that 
Baker's going to Seattle personally. And, and there's definitely a, a path to that, Ben. I do have a, a good source that I follow that believe there is a deal there with Baker in Carolina. There's just there's been a couple of holdups in the negotiation, I think, on each side. So I think there is a deal really done there. It's just will it fall through and Seattle get in there? We'll see. So I see a path where they get Baker if and then that makes DK a little bit more valuable. So that's where I have him. Pittman, as we know, have he's just never been as attractive dynasty asset as I think his production and talent and upside shows. He's still obtainable. I've got some more shares this offseason. Gabe Davis. I really like Gabe Davis. I liked him before all this hype even this year. I loved watching that four-touchdown blowout game. He's a 22-year-old dynasty asset that, you know, I'm a film guy, John. I love watching Gabe Davis, and I think there's just him and Diggs, one-two punch with Knox in the middle. I'm just super, super high on that Buffalo offense in general, and I, I think he's becoming one of the best wide receiver twos in football. So I love getting myself some Gabe Davis for some attainable production, some points, JB, as we talk about getting. And then my guy, Kadarius, he's a guy, you know, he, he's, he's taking me on a roller coaster ride. You know, he's one of those, my guys that, you know, his, you know, it's like a ex-girlfriend you keep coming back to, but he's still young. He's still in his infancy. I think he could change. And I see a path to him being a wide receiver one in New York this year. You know, Galladay's on the outside, that that throw-it-up-there guy. I know Wondell Robinson's got a lot of hype. I see him competing with Sterling Shepard. A lot of these guys that aren't necessarily number ones or, you know, not proven or injury-riddled, I think Tony could get a lot of targets with that new regime there in, in New York that could use him right. And, you know, after that one bad report this offseason, he was in camp busting his tail, and we heard a lot of good things. Yeah, again, it, it, it speaks volumes to the list that you threw at me that – Tony is the one that I can agree with the most. That is funny. Now I'm going to, I'm going to just rattle through my wide receivers, tight ends. If you want the price points that I'm looking to move them for time constraints here, jump in the discord, hit me up. I'll give you the link. It's free. Deandre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Russell Gage, Brandon cooks, Hunter Renfro, Juju tight end, Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tunyon, dirt cheap options there at tight end outside of Ertz and then wide receiver, I, still guys that are going to give you production Al Robinson, probably a little bit too high up that list. Russell Gage, certainly getting hype. I've been buying him for the last two plus months. I was out there prior to the NFL draft advocating for that in our free discord. I don't, I don't want to say, I mean, whatever. Uh, so Dan, your sure. tight ends, who do you got? Tight ends. My one pie in the sky was Darren Waller. I'm still intrigued. Maybe three pies in the skies on this list with all the offseason hype, but I love Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. If I can't get the big elite guys, I love the potential uh, roles they have in their offenses. And then the guys that are even more attainable kind of, you know, throw-ins, Gerald Everett, I really like his – and I know we say Gerald Everett every year, but really like his opportunity in the Chargers offense. I think you mentioned Hayden Hurst. I'm with you there. Yep. You're old boy, the, the Hooper scooper, man. You know, I just think in Tennessee – um, you know, he's gelling with Tannehill. Tannehill needs weapons. You get some solid backup production for you. The Colts tight end uh, situation. I'm just kind of watching that one in general. How's it going to pan out? And I know they use them all, you know, but Jack Doyle's finally gone. Does Mo Alley Cox evolve? Does Grayson just get enough catches in his role? Or I, I love, um, uh, was it Jabari? Help me with the name there. I'm drawing a blank right now, JB. They're drafting. Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods, man. He's just a specimen. So I just like that cold situation. And then, of course, my boy Tommy Tremble, who got some good praise from 
uh, Coach Rule race recently saying the sky's the limit on my boy Tremble. He is dirt, dirt cheap. So Tremble, Everett, and some of those lower guys, I gave a good mix there at the tight end position. No, I want to I want to clarify outside of Ertz. Again, these are guys in Everett, Ingram, Hurst, and Tunyon that I would be intrigued by in two PPR or a two tight end league, but really price dependent. But yeah. still guys that I think could creep up into that. I mean, ultimately, we're talking about what? Maybe tight end 18, so it's nothing too exciting. But if you're out there looking for points, you know, if you want to go high end, like like Dan, you threw a few at us, Travis Kelsey, I think that market's about to pick up a little bit. And same with Darren Waller, who Kev just mentioned in the chat. Uh, and then Kittle, obviously, he's been moving, as I discussed. I want to hit you with some rapid fires here before the final thoughts. I just need an answer, okay? Got it. We're buying points here, okay? Keep that in mind. All right. I'm with you now. I'm with you. I'm not going to bend the rules. 23 second plus Ridley or Mike Williams? What is that again? 23 second plus Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams? So you're asking me which guy I'd want? I don't know what you're asking me there. It's a trade. 23 second plus Calvin Ridley. For Mike Williams. For Mike Williams. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Williams. How much daddy soda have you had over there? Holy. I, I didn't quite hear the words out of your mouth. I didn't know who the who is for who. So I got You're you. You're good. All right. 20, 23 second or Russell Gage. Now you're Assume 12 team super flex start three receivers. This is rapid fire. Give me slowest the slowest rapid fire ever. I need the points. Give me Russell Gage. Uh, this was a trade that and these are trades that have actually happened. And here's a trade that actually happened. DJ Shark. Or Russell Gage. I can't. Russell I can't Gage. Believe. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones plus OJ Howard plus a 23 second or Tim Patrick plus Russell Gage. I think Patrick Gage. I like Gage this year. Especially with Gr- Gronk leaving now, too. He's even more intriguing. So, again, these are trades that have actually happened. 23 second or Robert Woods. If I'm. I don't want to get stuck with Robert Woods. I'm going to say second. 23 second plus 23 third or Kareem Hunt? Man, we get an opportunity. I'm always anti-Hunt, though. But you need a running back in points, you take Hunt. And I love next year's draft, but I think it's more first that first round than the depth of the draft. But So if I get uh, those points. The three 23 thirds or Kareem Hunt? Three thirds are hunt. Give me hunt. And that is a trade that has happened. Zamir White plus a 23 third or Rashad Penny? I'll take Penny for the chance of a starting running back this year. Tight end premium Ricky Seals Jones plus a 23 third plus a 23 fourth or Rashad Penny? Give me Penny again. They're like just picks and players I'm just going to forget about. Right. And again, the, but I'm not just pulling these out of nowhere. Uh, Ronald Jones or a 23 third? Jones was kind of intriguing. I'll there take Rojo. I'm not a tra- I'm not intrigued by either, but I'll take Rojo. 23 second or Zach Ertz? Two PPR. 23 second, you said? For Zach Ertz. I'm going to take the second. And then last one, 23 third plus Greg Dulcich or Evan Ingram. Two PPR. Oh. That was a second in Dulcich? Third, third. third. Oh, man, I'm like out of faith in Ingram, but I 
maybe I roll the dice on Ingram. That, that's almost even for me. All right. Final thoughts. For the 163rd time, Dan, final thoughts. What do you got for our listeners? This was a fun show. That was, man. My brain's fried after that rapid fire. They were, <laughs> they were so close. And to not give too much context for listeners because you could make a case. But anyway, final thoughts. Trade for Baker Mayfield now before it's too late. I had a little fun with the Najee talk tonight because he's just a good dude. One of our friends, Matt, in our D- Discord went to a Najee Harris camp in California, and he was awesome, man. He bought food and drinks for everybody who attended, gave all these giveaways, was great with the kids. So just a shout-out for Najee being a good dude. And 72 days and counting, or 10 weeks in two days, depending on how you want to spin it, JB, to the NFL season. Many camps are over. Players are, you know, doing their own individual workout programs now before we get to those mid-July camps before the preseason games. So. Fun times ahead. There we go. I'm hoping for some news here, hoping for some shakeups, hoping for the everybody to start creeping out of the woodwork and showing up in our leagues and looking to be active and enjoy the camaraderie of a, a, a league that folks are willing to trade and at least respond to your trade offers. All right. For Mitch Sorensen, who wasn't able to join us tonight, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody in two weeks. Have a great night. Thank you.